Hi guys, welcome to the Balance Chaos Podcast. This week we finished up our chakra series and now we decided to talk a little bit about masculine and feminine energy. It's kind of the last link of the, I don't know, bringing this whole chakra series together, I feel like. The balance. The balance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we all have aspects of masculine and feminine energy inside of us. So think when you hear the term yin and yang. Yes. Um, We need them to merge. So they do not mean male or female. They just... Yeah, that's really important to note because I think a lot of people hear masculine and feel like they can't identify. Well, like, obviously, I'm a female, so I probably don't have enough of that. But that's not necessarily true. Uh, And same if you're a a male, you might have overly feminine energy. But so just something to note. Yes. Um, To be well-balanced, though... That sounded like a plug, and she's, I didn't mean she's to. plugging herself. <laughs> if you don't know, Brooke's Instagram handle is at BeWellBalanced. <laughs> but really, I don't know why I did that. But honestly, there's no other way to say it. To be well-balanced, you need a union of healthy masculine and healthy feminine in your body, whether you are a male or a female. Yes. I mean, yeah, done. The end. We're going to go now. Bye. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some of these traits so you can understand what the heck we're saying. Right. Uh, first of all, I think let's talk about where they are. I'm dividing myself. One is on the right. One is on the left. Yes. Which one's which? Uh, So the masculine (laughs) energy is on the right side of the body where the feminine energy is on the left side of the body. This can confuse some people because when we talk about right and left side of the brain. It's the opposite. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think that's it. That is also when I first started learning about energy in this, I kept being like, no, but Right brain, left brain, like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't apply. Yeah. So don't let go of the, like, you know how people are like, oh, if you're right brain, you're more creative. Right. Let go of that thought. We're not talking about your brain right now. Yeah. We're talking about the energy in your body. It flips in your brain. No. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Um, okay. So the, let's start with the right side. Are you, are you sure? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> we're we're going to start with the masculine because I think, I don't know, it just feels, it feels right. But I'm teasing her because we were writing and I wrote masculine on the left side of the paper and it was not okay. <laughs> it so. really threw me off. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to start with masculine. So, yes. Which is on the right side of your body. The right side of your body is the masculine. Masculine also covers the lower chakras. So root chakra, sacral chakra, and solar plexus chakra. Heart chakra is the union of masculine and feminine energy. And then the feminine chakras are throat, third eye, and crown. Yeah. So now we're talking about masculine. So that lives in the lower half of the chakras, right side of the body. So masculine energy is all about doing, right? It's all about action, reason, accomplishment, all of those. If you think about, I don't know, like a real go-getter, that's a lot of masculine energy. I feel like America's entire workforce is masculine for the most part. Until 2020 hit, if you look at corporate America, it's masculine. It's what are you achieving? What are our numbers? What are you doing? How fast are you getting it done? And what are you providing? I'm actually going to take it even a step further. I would say America as a country as a whole is a masculine energy. I agree. Because it's a lot of doing like you don't feel like you're enough if you're not busy doing accomplishing like it, people before like before 2020 I think that's given us a little bit of a shift um if you weren't accomplishing something then you were lazy oh agreed yeah but that's not true 
But it's just, not true. But yeah, that's very much our essence. But I think when you hear the term toxic masculinity and, and you hear in spirituality like, oh, the feminine is about to take over, it is because people are realizing this over-masculine draw is no longer working for us. People are getting burnt out because you need a union of the two. Yeah, so we can't have just that energy because then that's what leads to burnout. It leads to everyone being drained and all of these things coming up because you're not balancing the energy. Right, well, it also leads to resentment. Yeah. Because if you're being giving in the masculine, always doing, you're not learning to receive, so there's no symbiotic flow or balance. Right, which is also why... You would go with someone who isn't working that hard, calling them lazy. You're not saying like, oh, they're resting. They're taking time for themselves. They're really, you know, taking care of their needs. We go lazy, um, unachieving, you know, you go towards these like kind of resentment filled words that sound so negative, but it's because you feel like you need more of it and aren't ready to admit it. Yes. So that unhealed part is the toxicity in the masculine energy. Yes. So there are balanced masculine traits, balanced feminine traits, and then there's toxic in both. So a lot like the chakras, you have a balance and then there's an imbalance, right? So a toxic masculine trait would be that judgment, judging somebody who's not doing what you're doing. Um, the overbearing um, racism falls under toxic masculinity, sexism too. So any of your isms. All the isms. <laughs> Over-aggressive behavior or domineering behavior. Think about it, though. These things, if you're in balance, so if you're too far into the masculine, these things are going to come out as almost the trigger or the body's response to something's out of balance here. Yeah. So you have a negative reaction as the sign from your body, mind, and spirit that it's out of balance. You need to bring in... Bring in something else. Bring in something soft, more feminine. Um, the image that comes to mind for me, like when we're talking about this, one, I think of like a, a big man, like standing over someone, yelling at them and telling them what they're doing wrong and not focusing on any of the positives. Like you don't have that like sandwich, sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, constructive criticism sandwich. It's just like a yelling. And I also think of like college boys fighting each other. Yeah. That's my other, that's my other image that comes to mind when I think about toxic masculinity in a visual, if you're a visual person. I think that is a great visual to put it into an understanding. Um, okay, so let's, we did that, but to get everything, to make it cohesive so that you understand it. <laughs> to be well balanced. About <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're going to go over the feminine traits, which are on the left side of the body, mm -hmm. toxic femininity, and then we're going to bring it together. Yes. Um, I should take a picture of my paper so you guys can see how this really happened. No, uh, so feminine energy is going to be on the left side of your body. Um, and basically we're thinking complete opposite, right? We've got the intuition, your creativity, all of that, like feeling and receiving and empathy. Yes. So it's, it's being able to nurture and soothe. Like, yeah. And slow down. I mean, if we're being creative, we're acting out of our, ooh, this is what feels good, rather than this is what accomplishing is. This right. is doing. Um, or you can even be of service to human beings because there's a need here. Like, if we need to feed the hungry, we're doing it because we need to, not because we're going to make profit from it. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, that goes right away towards my uh, the toxicity part of it if you're not balancing that either. Sorry, my brain's going in 20 different directions. <laughs> I'm having so many ideas. But um, but yeah, so it's like that really what I picture is like this kind of 
free-flowing clothing, big hug when I think of femininity. Like someone that you know is going to take care of you no matter what. If you did something terrible, you still can come to that person and be like, hey, I messed up. And they're like, yeah, cool. Yeah, we all mess soothing, up. Soothing, unconditional in. love. Yeah. I love that because I think the same thing. It just feels like um, lace to me. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, like even when we talk about it, I like kind of feel melty. Like soft. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like think, well, like the divine feminine, like the mother, mother earth nurturing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if a child does something wrong, most mothers are going to still love their children. They're not going to completely shut them off or close them off because it's yeah. all about empathy, understanding they did this because they're going through something. Yeah. You can also, th- like, you can think about this in parenting. If you're a parent and you are a husband or a wife, there's usually one of you that's, like, the, the more strict one and one that's the more comforting one. And it's almost like you, you need that. And that's, like, a good visual of the balance of it. Yeah. I think okay. that's nice. And then, so, toxic femininity would come in when somebody is drama-filled or seeking drama. Um, jealous. My way to explain this is... Think about tribal people. So, like, if you were in a tribe and there's very few women and you're all kind of battling to get the the, the best man, the most protective, strong. The one that's bringing home all the food. Yes. You are going to be jealous. You're going to be a little toxic because you need that for survival. You need to weed out the other women to be able to take that space. To be the queen bee. Yes. It's innate. <laughs> but it's funny because a lot of us then... Now in this life, especially if you're like if you're living in Las Vegas, sorry, but you're not in a tribal life anymore. <laughs> um, but that energy still comes with us. So if you think about girls around the age, I think between twelve and sixteen, it's really prominent. But girls are like catty and jealous. Yeah, you think about that junior high stuff. Yes. Go back there. Toxic. That is toxic <laughs> femininity. But there's a reason because at one point when we were tribal, we needed this to survive it was how we procreated it was how we got the biggest baddest man so that we could procreate procreate like get it get and it get going. to these lifetimes yeah. to get to you know civil times um but our body because it's in our energy is still playing it out around the age that we're 12 or 14 that we need to compete even if we don't so that's yeah. when more toxic feminine qualities come out not saying that it doesn't happen <laughs> as you age there are some people still carrying that with them Like, still carrying rage, jealousy. Um, Well, because I think if you, I mean, if you don't, it could be your life's lesson, right? If you don't learn to let that go and understand that we're all going through the same similar things, same and similar, the same word. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're all going through things together and... The more that we fight each other, the more we actually separate ourselves, and that doesn't actually work. But if you, there might be a chance that you're staying in this cycle because you haven't let yourself heal from that from a previous lifetime. Yes, or resolved the issue. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the way to heal if you have a toxic feminine or masculine trait and you know that they're toxic. Like, how about in relationships, you know that you cause drama, you always want to fight, and you're very jealous with your partner. If you know that about yourself, first this takes some self-awareness. If you know that about yourself, the way to heal your toxic trait is to go to the opposite healthy trait. So that's toxic feminine, if you know you're jealous and drama-causing. So then the healthy masculine would be to learn to reason. Like, why am I doing this? This is okay. Oh, my husband 
isn't cheating on me when he's 10 minutes late. He had to stop to get gas. Or Yeah. Or maybe he went to the grocery store for you. Oh. Yeah. But like <laughs> learning to reason out of the immediate reaction of toxicity, fight, right. create drama. Right. And I mean, it just takes awareness to notice like, here's where I'm going. Here's what's happening. Here's my reaction. And now let's slow it down. And shift it. And same thing. So like if you have a toxic masculine trait, like let's say you're very judgmental and you know you're judgmental and you become aware of it. Go to the healthy feminine, which is empathy. Learn yeah. to empathize. And that's how you heal this critical self-judgment as well as judging other people. Yes, yes. Can go either way. Yeah. So it is important to know the healthy masculine, the healthy feminine, and then realize where your toxic <laughs> behaviors come from so you can learn to ba- balance them with the opposite side. Yeah. And I think at different points in our lives, at different points, just through maybe throughout the day, like when you're at work, you might be more in one Uh, energy than the other and at home you might be in a different one and it's just really taking the time to like recognize when when it's serving you because sometimes you do need to be in more of your masculine or feminine energy but if it's so far that you're being toxic and it's affecting your life that's when you really need to make that change that shift get the awareness make the shift make the change I agree with that that was good I like the way that you put up like awareness of it because Yes. So ways that masculine energy serves people more is like in a very structural work-based place. If you are starting a business and really focused on numbers and accomplishing something, you do want to be in your masculine. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be like, well, today I feel like creating. I'm just going to create and then the numbers will come. Like you have to have a little bit of that, of both. Like new things take creativity, but then you got to sit and buckle down and do the the math. The work, which is something like we've had to work together on because we were both very, it's funny, we float back and forth, but we're feminine, obviously, when we're talking about all this energy stuff. And like when we're just talking on our podcast, I feel like this is a very feminine way for us to get out our ideas. Yeah. But before the podcast, we take notes, which puts us back in our masculine Mm -hmm. so that we have Kind of a direction of where we're going. <laughs> Believe it or not. No. Yes. But same, like, and when we're website building or planning our social media, that puts us all in the masculine. Yeah. And both feel good. But sometimes we do have to, because when we get together, we have all these creative ideas. We ha- we actually had to, like, buckle down and be like, okay, we need to have a day where we're doing all these things that we might not uh, like feel compelled to do right away but then we need to do we, it we to know, be organized yeah it's like balancing our business as well so yeah if you are a business person or working try to like realize when you're in your masculine when you're and when you're in your feminine when you're working and find a balance or find a way to buckle down and make yourself have a balance you'll feel better and you'll yeah. appreciate your work and your business a little bit more yes and same if you're if you're always just focusing on the numbers, take some time to create and get some new ideas. If, even if you're in a business that feels more masculine, you still need to like be creative with it and have new ideas and have new thoughts. And That'll help you get away from burnout. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, I watch that all the time. People burning out in any sort of job, creative or, or like your traditional office job. It doesn't have to be an office job for you to get burnt out. You can be in a very creative space, but if you never take the time to actually sit and change things, you're going to get burnt out. Yeah, either way. (laughs) No, it's very true. And same, like if you're in a very feminine role, so maybe you have a very creative job, but you realize you're not coming with like the resources or the money you want to make, you need to sit down and spend (laughs) some time in your masculine. Yeah, if you're constantly 
not making anything <laughs> and you're working all the time, that means you're being way too feminine in your energy. Yeah, you're being overgiving. You're mm-hmm. not allowing yourself to receive or like which is the exchange of the payment. Yeah. Um for your work and you need to reevaluate. So yeah. there's use for both, especially in business and also in relationships. Do we want to talk about that? Yeah. Let's say that louder. I don't think you said that. Also in <laughs> relationships. Um I agree. Relationships is such a huge place. <laughs> Where this comes into play. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned it a little bit with just with parenting. Like you usually have a parent that's this or that. But even before then, when you are looking for partners. Yes. Okay. I get so many questions, usually women. Okay. I'm going to start with (laughs) women that come into my office that are either recently divorced or dating. And they, these women are incredible with the amount of business that they do and the work that they do. Yeah. And just in their lives. And they're like, I don't know why I can't find it. Or, or they always start with the men are intimidated by me. Yeah. That's a, that is a big one. Men are intimidated by me or there's no good man. Yes. And I'm like, no, sweetie, what are you doing? So I have to ask about their day-to-day and work where they need to be masculine, which is great. I'm proud of them for doing that. Mm-hmm. But most of these women, so this doesn't, sorry, let me backtrack. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, male or female. Yeah. Just in most relationships, automatically, one person takes the masculine role, one person takes the feminine role. I'm going to talk about straight relationships here just because it's easy to put into words. But if you know that you're gay, lesbian, bi, or whatever you are, you will know by us explaining masculine and feminine which one you are in the relationship. Yeah, so so first of all, just recognize who you are and then know that whatever Brooke's talking about is going to be your opposite. Yes. Right? Yes. So in traditional, most male-female relationships, the woman usually, if she likes being nurtured, if she likes when a man picks up a tab or holds the door for her, mm-hmm. any of those sh- chivalrous, chivalrous things. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. <laughs> you are seeking a masculine man if, if you're that woman. Now, if you're a woman and you don't mind having a husband who's creative and um, – or a partner that doesn't always pick up the bill and you want to split things 50-50 and you don't really care if they're accomplishing or getting things done and you can still be sexually attracted to them if they're not, yeah. then you want a feminine man. I know for me, though, if I'm with a man and I don't feel like he's working hard or owning his masculine essence, I lose my sex drive. So yeah. that's how I know I want a masculine man. Yeah, that's a that's a great way to think about it because... That's really important. Well, that's my body talking to me. That's innate. Yeah. Like, and I've done, I've seen it in relationships. Every time I was with somebody who wasn't living their full masculine essence, I've become less and less attracted to them, not because I wanted to, just because it automatically happened. Right. And the same can go like if you're a male and you're attracted to a very feminine being and your wife comes home and she's very much still in her masculine after work, the male is going to become less attracted to her if he wants a feminine essence. Yeah. So it's important to know, yes, you can be in one way at work, but if you want your relationship to feel a certain way and you want to have your sex drive, you have to play into the role that you're attracted to. Does that make sense? The opposite of what you're attracted to. So I'm attracted to masculine, so when I come home, I need to be feminine. And at work sometimes you're maybe in your masculine when you're doing things, right? So you feel like you have to shift it when you come home? Oh, I do. I have to be very (laughs) conscious of it. So at work I'm in my masculine, and I have to say as a single parent, I'm in my masculine a lot. Yeah. Because I'm taking care of everything for us, like the whole household. So when I don't have a partner, I guess, yeah, so I am like being the hunter-gatherer and the nurture mother, like if we're just talking in innate times. So 
Yes, when I have a partner, I need to remember, oh, I need to be able to ask him for help and I need to be able to receive it. Like if he wants to pull out my chair or open the door, yes, I'm perfectly capable of doing it, but he's trying to show me his masculine essence and I need to be like, I need to let my wall down and be taken care of. I'm laughing a lot because when Halstead and I, it probably still happens, (laughs) Um, but when we first got together, he would always be like, let me open the door for you because I was so... In my masculine, I think there was like this part of me that always felt like I needed to prove myself. Yes. So I worked really hard to be very independent and and I am was, which is great, but same. Like I wanted, in my relationship, I wanted someone masculine. And so he's like here trying to do it and I'm rushing in front and grabbing the door and he's like, oh my, let me open the door for you, woman. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. True. Oh, yes. So I had to, I had to like really notice that about myself because it's really not something I noticed before because I was like well I'm fine I'm fine with you or without you and but when I met him I was like okay time to let this down right if I want this union something's gotta give (laughs) yeah I can't I can't do and I can't do everything that's also a really important thing if you find yourself in your masculine energy um a lot like taking into account that you cannot do everything it is not possible it's definitely a lesson that I have had to learn and so sometimes <laughs> still am learning, <laughs> but like, it's okay. Receive. It is okay to receive. It's okay to ask for help and it doesn't make you weak Yeah. if you need, or if you would prefer. Even me, I know as a person, I prefer a relationship. I don't want to do everything by myself. 100%. Nope. And so then that means I need to uh, ease off my masculine a bit <laughs> yeah. to let that in. Yeah. So, yeah, what I was going to say is I get a lot of women that are very business driven come into the office and they're like, there's no good men. There's Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing on dates? And immediately they're like, well, what do you mean? Well, first of all, when I go on dating websites, they're pursuing. Mm -hmm. So if you are a woman and you become a pursuer, you're already stepping into a masculine (laughs) role and it's setting the relationship up to be masculine or for you to be the masculine energy. Yeah, for you the for you to have that masculine side and then you're searching for someone feminine, whether you realize it or not. So it is very important and not just because it sounds like we're in the 1940s, but <laughs> if you like somebody, tap into your feminine flirt, but let them come to you. They yeah. need to pursue you. And same, if you're a masculine man and you like somebody, you need to pursue her. You yeah. can't wait wait for, for her to come to you mm-hmm. because then you're making her step into her masculine and you're stepping into your feminine. Yeah. So the feminine is all about waiting to receive or the masculine is all about pursuing. Yeah. Um, so dating, yes, (laughs) let the men come to you if you're looking for a masculine man. And then in the union, I honestly believe, and not because I, I'm not anti-feminist, I'm not against women's rights. I get that we're fighting for equal pay and all this stuff, but right now we don't fucking have it. So (laughs) the man should be paying on the first few dates. If he's pursuing you, he should be paying. Yeah. And well, and I think it like. I don't know. I just feel like it sets things up for, I don't know, for the balance, it I is. think. And it's not about if he makes less money than you or more money than you. We get you're a strong, independent woman. You have money. Right. It's just showing if a masculine man wants you. Think that hunter-gatherer, that innate, when we're tribal people, mm-hmm. the masculine hunts. He wants. To, he needs to prove to you that he can take care of you, even yeah. if you don't need to be taken care of. Yeah, it's okay. We know you don't need to be taken care of. You can still yes. receive. But that's going to set up the sexual attraction. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's really the key thing to think about is like, 
think about your you're going to the bedroom. What do you want? Yeah, what's attractive to you? Um, and I think so many women get into their nurturing role where they're like, oh, you don't need to pay. And then they'll start overdoing. Then they get resentful later. And it's because you've been in your masculine too much in the relationship. Yeah, and you feel like you were just being kind and giving by half half paying or splitting the tab. But actually, you're taking away that power from them. Yeah, exactly. Right? I stopped offering to pay on first dates because, um, you know what? Nobody's dating me now, so who cares? <laughs> I, I mean, somebody is dating me, so I'm not going on first dates. <laughs> no more first dates. Um I won't offer to pay if I'm out with a man that I like because you know what? If he lets me, I'm never going to see him again because I think it's unattractive. Yeah. So I had to stop offering and just let them pay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point, though, because I think it's just right away setting it up to see if it's something, something worth be pursuing. Like, let's stop doing things for a long time that doesn't make sense for what we want for the future, right? Like, why are we, we talk about like wasting time on relationships or people or this. And it's like, well, you have to watch what you're doing. So you're not setting up a cycle for you to waste your time. Exactly. That's such a valuable point in dating. Yeah. Especially. So really the lesson is work on yourself and know what you like and know what you want before you try to start dating Before you go out there and just (laughs) willy-nilly start picking up tabs and opening Mm -hmm. doors. And you're like, wait, I want a masculine man, but I just did all this. Well, you weren't aware. Right. Get aware. Another important part of a masculine-feminine balance in a relationship is that the woman, if you're in the feminine state, Mm -hmm. is supposed to be able to feel and express emotion to help the masculine tap into his heart center. Okay. So yeah. if you are a masculine man, you need to hold space for your woman to feel. Yeah. Like it should be okay. Instead, instead of, of trying to fix. Or instead of trying to fix or absorb. Like a, mm-hmm. a, masculine that, a masculine man that has toxic feminine traits, as soon as his woman starts to feel, he will absorb it or make it about him or start yelling or getting resentful or mad that she's expressing her emotion. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a toxic imbalance. So he should be able to, no matter what her storm is or what she's going through, weather her storm. Not saying she should beat him up and he should just stand there. <laughs> but if she's feeling something, he needs to let her feel. Yeah, yeah. Without trying to fix, but just hold space. Just holding, yeah. Holding the space. I think, I mean, holding space for each other is so huge in a relationship in general. And I think a masculine thing to do is to fix to, you know, that doing. Results They want to do. They want to find find the way to fix it. And you hear so often women be like, I just want him to listen. And the reason you want that is because the feminine just wants to express. She yeah. just wants to be heard. And <laughs> y'all put your, put one ear pod in if you're <laughs> half listening. So I feel hurt. No, I'm just kidding. It's true though. Yeah. And then that helps the, the masculine tap into his emotion that he wouldn't normally feel. So that is why it's funny if you see, like, I feel like I saw this a lot in when I was younger in dating. Like, I always was trying to be that chill, cool girl. But men always really liked, like, the hysterical girl, like the girl that's right. all the drama. Like, Why do you like that? Well, they like that because she's feeling. That's her feminine yeah. essence. And so he's attracted to somebody who can feel a lot. Yes. And make him tap into his. Because yeah. most men don't tap into their emotion. So I know I said don't think of masculine and feminine as male and female. But right now I kind of transitioned back to thinking of it that way. Right. Just so that dating makes sense. Yeah, just it's an easier way to for us to talk about it, I think. Yeah, and if you are interested in learning more about your divine masculine and you are in the masculine role, a wonderful book is called The Way of the Superior Man. 
I read this as a female, knowing I wanted to be feminine, but it put a lot of things in perspective for me, too. Did it help you, like, notice the masculine things that you were doing? Yes, okay. it did. And so I think it's a great book to read with your partner so you guys can both go oh, back that's... into the role that you're supposed to and understand a little, each other a little bit more. That's beautiful. I love that. Well, at one point, do you ever – I mean, in your relationship, you probably do. I, I was like, okay. At one point, he talks about women naturally being combative. Like, it, and not even when you're trying to, but, like, there's a time of the month – when women naturally fall into this combative state and they're like trying their partner. Yeah. And he's like, this is her feminine essence. She's supposed to do this to challenge you. And I was like, well, that's why I do that. Oh, I can- yeah. When you're like, why am I doing this? I don't know. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> but I can't stop. <laughs> uh, like I find myself doing that often. I'm like, wow, I'm really pushing him into his masculine essence. But it's almost like a test. Like, are you going to be masculine enough for me to do this? Mm, Devin keeps passing. So shout out to him. Paul <laughs> um- <laughs> Sen's obviously passing. Yes, we're, he's doing we're, great. We're doing, we're doing good. <laughs> so again, that book is The Way of a Superior Man. It's a really great read um, or audiobook it. It's very interesting. Yeah, we'll link it in the notes so you can find it. Yeah, but great for to read together or if you're dating. Read it so you can figure so out. So you can figure out what you want and what you're doing. But also I think that that's reading something together is a great way to balance any relationship because then you can, you're doing, you're growing together. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Side and, note about relationships. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it puts things in perspective. But then, okay, so if you're dating and you're, interested in more of understanding this, there's a book called Getting to I Do Ooh. by Dr. Allen, or sorry, Patricia Allen. Getting to I Do, Dr. Patricia Allen. Allen Patricia. Yeah. yeah. Bear with me. It seems like she's writing this in the 1940s mm-hmm. and she's just saying women should should be seen, not heard. That is not what she's saying. She is really talking about masculine, feminine energy, how it plays a role into our sex drive and dating and why it matters. And she has a brilliant perspective on the energetics of it. So again, even if you're married, you can read this just to see. Yeah. It's also anything like that is going to help you grow and, and become more aware about yourself and become more aware about your partner and maybe where you're like, where you feel resentful, like say you're home with the kids. Let's just say you're home with the kids and your husband's coming home at the end of the day and you're feeling tired and frustrated and you feel resentful because he gets to go out, but he's coming home wanting to be a little bit nurtured. And you're, it's like you got to understand where your energies are so that you can work together during certain times of your life. And they change all the time. They like do. We're always going through new shifts, new changes. Like um, we were laughing that we're out of the baby phase. And it's a really different thing where we needed each other in different ways before and just – not having that little person to nurture, I think we are able to connect in a different way or there's less of that, I don't know, kind of pulling of each other when you have a tiny little human. human. Yeah. And you're able to, we're able to give each other a little more of our energies, I think. So. That's so nice. Anyway, yeah, we're always changing. It takes we are. some time to feel and it. It's important to know because if your, let's say your husband is the masculine energy, but for a minute he steps into feminine, you need to step into your masculine to hold him space for him to feel too. So there's an equal ebb and flow of that yin and yang. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like if they're going through a hard time and need to feel, you got to be up You got to step into you that gotta... masculine. And it's okay. You just don't want to stay. If you want to be the feminine 
because that's what sexually drives you. You don't want to stay in the masculine too long, so you need to learn how to get back into the feminine right. and, and help him shift back into the masculine. Yeah, well, and notice when you guys are having that shift and if there's a reason or what's going on and if you need to really address it. I yeah, think. yeah. But it, it provides understanding, so we have less fights now and more empathy and cohesive yeah, more growth being yes that. More, less fights more growth like hey this is what i'm going through you're going through this let's talk about it let's feel it and let's um grow together yeah i mean a great way to balance both anyway is knowing where all of your chakras are and having a balanced energy body yes. or chakra system because again if you have a balanced flow in your lower chakras you're gonna have a balanced flow in your upper chakras mm-hmm. that's going to be a union of masculine and feminine energy in your body Beautiful. Um, then we all, I keep saying, um, and I'm aware of it. <laughs> That's great awareness, Brooke. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm working on it. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, some things we can do if we're, if we know we're out of balance in our masculine or feminine energy. Okay. Let's first talk about how the body's okay, going to tell you. Let's not talk about that. Let's <laughs> talk about <laughs> your body, like, no, so yes, yes, tell. yes. I like it. So not just in the mind, but in the body. Our body's always speaking to us. Yes. So if you are getting injured or holding pain or have muscle tightness on one side of your body, that's the one that's has too much. You're overusing. Yes. Okay. So like for me, my right shoulder always hurts, but that's because I take on too much responsibility and mm-hmm. do too much. And that's my body's saying, let some stuff go. Ask mm-hmm. for help and receive. Yeah. What about if you have a bad right wrist and a bad left shoulder? <laughs> so you have some imbalances on both sides. <laughs> There's so much I need to work on. Um, <laughs> so if your bad left shoulder is telling you that you are taking on too much of the feeling for all the people around you and emotion mm. and not letting your emotion out, and then your right wrist is telling you you're not staying in the moment when you're doing all the things that you need to do responsibly. I also knew that. I just wanted her to tell you guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen knows these things. She just likes to give me a random pop quiz every I'm once like, in a while. Let's see if you're on your game. No. <laughs> but yeah but that's a lot of times like when I was younger when I was not letting the door being held open for me I had bad knee pain um in my right side I had um stuff in my right shoulder I also have someone in my life mom that all has a lot of bad right pain in her on like all her pain is on her right side and I'm and it's you know why now (laughs) <laughs> if you're having all right-sided injury things. You're overusing your masculine. Yes. Same. I had, I, in school, I broke my right foot. I had a right knee injury that I had surgery on, and my right shoulder always hurts. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time feeling over-responsible or feeling like I have to take care of everything. Yeah. And that's where all of those injuries came from. Um, if you are the opposite and you're feeling a lot on the left side, You are too much into the feminine, so not doing enough structure, not reasoning or analyzing enough, and not accomplishing. Yeah, so like almost like feeling too much. Yeah, maybe you internalize a lot or you make things about you that aren't about you. Yeah, creating that drama. Neither one is good. Yeah, you want a balance (laughs) of both. But pay attention to the sides of your body that hurt. So that, like, that's going to bring you more awareness, more ways to know what needs to be balanced. Maybe if you're feeling a lot on the left side, you do more throat chakra, third eye, and crown chakra work. If you're feeling a lot on the right side, you do more of your lower chakra work. Yeah, that's a great way to think about it. And you can go back in the chakra episodes and figure out what you need to do for that. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so now... Now we can do what Kristen wanted to do. <laughs> okay, going <laughs> Because back. it's my idea now. <laughs> 
Okay, so if we're out of, if we're over masculine, so if that right side of your body is having all the things, uh, we need to tap more into the feminine side. Yes. So to tap into the feminine side, you're going to want to use like rose essential oils or things with rose smells. Like a rose water spray. Yes, rose water spray on your face. Uh, rose essential oil in your bathtub or rub it on your wrists. Um, you also can go out into nature, mother nature, healing, growing, creating, watching those bees pollinate some flowers. Very feminine. <laughs> <laughs> um, drinking beverages is another way to enhance your feminine energy. So think those soothing teas, um, beer even falls, wine, those are your feminine essence things don't over drink it you know yeah, just too like, much of anything is well and i mean if you're in your feminine then you really are like taking some time to sip, sip it savor you're you know it's flowing yeah moving back and forth oh i like that you i know? even like that she's doing a little flowy body movement it's very soothing <laughs> i told you i'm melting when we're talking about <laughs> feminine energy i'm like yes i like it um i finally learned how to tap into it guys it's <laughs> taken me some years uh and also receiving yes so I I think receiving is really hard in our culture in general, even for women. I guess, you know, it goes back and forth. Like there's some people who just always, you feel like they're always receiving and that probably means they're too feminine. But the example that comes to mind for me is when someone in your family passes, so somebody dies and people want to bring you food, right? This is very common. And people want to do something. They want to help you and they want to bring food. And so many times people say, oh, no, I'm good. Like, you're actually not. You're going through something really hard. Except the food. So that's one last thing you have to think about. Yeah. So that is my that is my encouragement. If somebody asks you for help, take the help. But that one, it always gets me because I had to actually, like, really stand my ground on this to my mom. I'm like, no, they want to help you. Let them help you. You have – there's so much to do. Yeah. It's so. true, and there is. So, yeah, receiving. And also, I mean, when we're thinking feminine, I'm going to bring it up sexually <laughs> here, but I want you to think about our body parts. The vagina does receive. Yeah. The penis penetrates. It gives. Gives, yes. <laughs> so when you're thinking feminine, like receiving in all sorts of ways. All Compliments. The, all saying thank you. Yes. That's another big one. Like when instead of deflecting a compliment, like this dress is old, don't. I got this so long ago. This is something I've really been working on myself because I just noticed, it, you know, you become aware of things and you notice how much people do it. Mm-hmm. And when somebody says something nice, just saying, thank you so much. I really love this dress too. That's why I wore it. Yeah, it's okay <laughs> to acknowledge that you like something. Yeah. And not deflect. That was really good. Other feminine things you can do are kind of like the sacral chakra thing. So being creative. Yes. Tap into creativity, dance, move, right. flow. Yeah. yeah, right. And then for masculine. So if you're overly feminine. And you need some more and, masculine energy. Yeah, and you are feeling like you're going through maybe a cycle where you are feeling jealous and drama and all of this. And you want to, you're like, okay, that's me. I want to step out of it. So start bringing in some cedarwood oil, sandalwood oil, basically all the oils for essential oils. Put that in your bathtub. I mean... Diffuse it. Like if you're having trouble sitting down and getting work done because you don't want to be masculine. Mm -hmm. Or like maybe even cleaning your house, organizing. Yeah. uh, Diffuse those oils. The cedar, sandalwood, those oils are going to help pull you into that. They're like... Ground you down. Accomplishing. 
Um, also, so eating is on this side. Yeah, eating's masculine. But I mean, it makes sense if you think if you need more energy in your root chakra, you need to eat to ground to pull you back down. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think there's more doing when you're eating. You gotta chew, you gotta swallow, you gotta digest. <laughs> that is a lot of things. It's a lot of doing. <laughs> um, and also just doing activities like planning, prepping, like what we talked about earlier, sitting down and making a list of what you need to get done mm-hmm. and then crossing things off the list. Yeah. That is always hard for me when I'm in my feminine to be like, I'm like, I know I, I need to make one. But, but as soon as I cross them off, I feel so accomplished. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I did yeah. so much. Yeah. Like I'm feels actually really responsible. It makes me feel super adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm adulting hardcore. I was going to say adulting is in your masculine. No. Yeah. It, I mean, <laughs> technically it is. Feminine is the more childlike essence. If so you you're, need, and you need both. Yeah, moral we do. Of the, moral of the story is, in case you missed it, you need masculine and feminine energy. Yes. So work on this. See how you feel. See if it does take away from some of the pain in your body when you start to balance them more consciously and with effort. See if you find your partner more attractive if you do step more into whatever role you choose and want to be. Yes. Um, so takeaway or homework for this week, I... I'm going to encourage you to write down three times that you feel like you're most in your feminine and three times you feel like you're most in your masculine. That's a great exercise. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for coming today, yeah, guys. Yeah, this is great. This is a great <laughs> final closure on our chakra series. That's right. So now you know all the things you need to balance, how to balance them, what you – I know everyone now is just – analyzing all the people in their lives and noticing what chakras are out of balance for them. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our life. Yes. (laughs) And yeah, thanks. Thanks. The end. This is wonderful. Have a great day. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Balanced Chaos Podcast. We're so happy to have you here with us each week. Please help us out by subscribing to the show, sharing with friends, and leaving us reviews. You can also follow us on Instagram. We can communicate with you there. Our Instagram handle is at balancechaoslv. Reach out and we'll write back. Bye. 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 Bye.